Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, here we are, our Warriors Weekly Podcast. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, and we are live on 95.7 The Game on the Twitter. We're live on my Twitter, at JD John Dickinson. Stein, he's got his coffee ready to roll and we're ready to talk, uh, as we do every week, and sometimes a couple of times a week, about the Golden State Warriors. And, and my goodness, Steiny, what a dominant first two games for the Warriors against the Nuggets. A 2 nothing series lead, and really, in some ways, the first two games kind of carbon copies of each other in that the Nuggets were doing some things early. It was kind of a close game. Nuggets had leads in, in both of the first two games, but when the Warriors deployed, Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green, both games, those lineups flipped the game, and it turned into dominant blowouts for the Warriors. Yeah, um, it was impressive. The last two games have been impressive when they've gone to that lineup. And, you know, it's, it's I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. One is it's just going to be fascinating to see how Kerr, Steve Kerr does moving forward. Um, cause we know Steph Curry has been coming off the bench. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Michael Malone can do anything to combat that lineup because I, I, we were talking last night. I'm not sure you can play Jokic and Gordon together. Uh, when they means you can't that. play Gordon. Well, you might not be able to play him at all. Um, he, he hasn't been very good. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there, but you know, I was watching that game last night and it was a point when, Denver was up 43-31. It was after Draymond made a terrible turnover on a, after a bucket. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? If, if Denver can really be methodical and try to slow this thing down and get the ball to Jokic and put pressure on the Warriors' interior and get some fouls on Draymond and Looney and whoever else was going to be in there, they got a shot. But they, they sometimes – as we saw with some of the great warrior teams, you just get overwhelmed and you can't, you can't slow the game up. And then the Warriors start making shots and then you get a little tight. And it was just pretty, must've been pretty demoralizing to the, to the nuggets to give up that 12 point lead as quickly as they did. 
Yeah, and it was the first four points came before Steve Kerr went to that lineup. And then the note last night was staggering. The Warriors went from, uh, what was it, 31 to 101 in under 20 minutes. They put 70 points on the board last night in less than 20 minutes. And they went from down 12 over that stretch to up 20 and it's just the game gets sped up. I, I I think the defense has probably been the most surprising part of of that lineup. They have been able to, and I mean Draymond Green's just been tre- tremendous against Jokic, and they're bothering him, and he's getting frustrated. And I think he kind of knows, as you like to say, star players always know. He kind of knows that he has to do a ton for them to win, and he doesn't have the help. So he's still trying to do a ton and and Draymond's really being physical with them. And it just, he knows he's going to get his numbers, but the numbers right now without the help, because the Warriors are taking other players away and the Nuggets just don't have enough. They don't. It's just, it's, I mean, overwhelming is the right word. It It felt at times last night, and I joked about this, almost as if the Warriors were trying to end the series in two because they had the Nuggets <laughs> demoralized, right? Jokic gets kicked out. You got Boogie Cousins and and Will Barton going at it on the bench. You had Gary Payton give Jokic a pat on the ass and 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 after he blocked his shot and Jokic wanted none of that. Like it just it it felt a lot like those old school 2015-2016 runs that would just steal the opposition's soul. Yeah, and you know, the thing that was kind of interesting to me is that there was a point in that game, I want to say, you know, Poole pool scored early, Clay scored early. It felt like everything was going well for the Warriors, but you looked up, and I want to say they only had 15 points, like eight or nine minutes in. And again, I was thinking, huh, you know, the, the Nuggets are doing a nice job, and, and I thought their defense was pretty – and then they just – all of a sudden it just got out of control uh, when, when the Warriors went to their three-guard lineup. And I just, you know, not to look ahead, but I'm looking at the Nuggets roster and I'm thinking they don't really have the personnel to guard these guys out on the perimeter um, like a Memphis will or like a Phoenix will. And then I was thinking about obviously Jamal Murray's an offensive player, but I was just thinking about Michael Porter Jr. And I know that he's, you know, I know he's a bigger guy. But I, I wonder if he could – I think he's the kind of guy who could play in this game, meaning against the Warriors, three guards, Wiggins and Green, and present a different challenge on the other end. But they don't really have anybody – like Gordon can't make you pay at the other end, even though he's got size. Um, nevertheless, you know, without Michael Porter Jr. and without Jamal Murray, this is like a, this is like a great player's nightmare. If you're Jokic, it's it's just it's so frustrating because yeah, I, he might be the best player in the league, but never does an individual beat a good team. Not in a series, maybe in a game, and that's where I think he's got it. I think Denver probably feels that. I mean, how are we going to get one game, let alone four? You know, yeah, what I that mean? that's what it felt like. I mean, going into the series, I. You know, kind of conservatively thought, hey, Warriors in six. You know, maybe there's a game where they're not connected in the first two. Maybe there's just another game at some point that the Nuggets were going to win regardless of the circumstances. 
and that adds up to the Warriors closing them out. I mean, now it feels like this thing's more apt to be a sweep than it is the Nuggets, let's say, winning two of the next four games. Now, now that being said, you're going to go back to Denver and, you know, the series really doesn't start until it shifts. I know some people say until, you know, somebody wins a road game, but, but I always think even when it's dominant in, you know, the, the team with the home court's favor, you still have to get to that other building. And look, sometimes, and we've seen the Warriors do this in the past, sometimes they they go up 20 right away in game three, and it's night-night for the for the whole series. Sometimes you see the desperation of a team that's down 0-2 come through, and they get a win, and at least for 48 hours until game four comes, it feels like maybe there's a, a little bit of drama. I mean, that is the nature of this series. Right. And I know Michael Malone talked about it last night, uh, getting into the Nuggets side of things a little bit, and I want to come back to the Warriors. It's just, you know, they've done some things. They just can't sustain it for nearly long enough to to remain competitive. And part of that's been the Warriors have just been so damn good with that lineup. This feels like one of those series where game three is the one where the Nuggets will be feisty. They'll be physical. They're going to try to take advantage of, of Jokic more. They have to. Maybe it'll be close. Maybe even the Nuggets can squeak out a win. But in game four, the Warriors will handle them. And then right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and so, exactly. You know, unless barring something, I mean, it feels like barring an injury of some kind, the Warriors are going to win this series in five games. It, it feels like at the most. So, but I, but I do anticipate, you know, I think the whistle will get a little friendlier for Denver. I, I kind of feel like the Warriors have really benefited from the officiating, although they won two games by 16 and 20 or whatever it is. So That's I'm not, not like you, Steiny. That's not like you. No, but I, here's the one thing I will say. The, here's the one thing I will say. If, if Draymond Green is allowed to defend like he's defending Jokic, and that is – they are letting those two guys be physical. But then outside the three-point line, you can't touch a guy. Well, the Warriors are going to benefit from that in a big way, not just in this series, um, but but throughout the playoffs. So, you know, you know, that's one thing I know we, you know, fans don't like the officiating, usually how their teams officiated, but I see the way these games are being officiated the first two, and I think it's a big help to the Warriors because, I mean, the rules are just different on the interior as opposed to beyond the three-point line. And beyond the three-point line is where the Warriors are, you know, better than every team just about. So let's see what happens there. Yeah, I I think it'll be interesting. I I think you do see in a series sometimes – Again, when it shifts, the officiating can change for a game, and and it almost feels like there's going to have to be a game where the Warriors feel like they get a bad whistle, yeah, and they don't make the three ball, and Denver ramps up the energy, right. and then maybe they can eke one out at that point. Like to go back to your original point, and then it sets up potentially Sunday to be all right. Is it going to be tied, or are the Warriors just going to win that game and and come back and and wrap it up in five? And I think at this point. I'm much more inclined to think that the Warriors are, are going to come back and, and wrap this thing up in five, it, unless they're able to withstand the the last stand on Thursday and and win it, which at this point, I mean, all bets are off as far as that 
is concerned because the, the Warriors have just been, I mean, they've just been terrific, really. I mean, Steve Kerr's shortened the rotation. Iguodala unable to play last night. He essentially just plays nine. Nobody stays uh, in. It's it's the nine we've been talking about with, yep. with Bielitsa and Porter and a little bit of Looney and you know Gary Payton the second making an impact. I, I mean, think about Steph Curry last. I mean, Jordan Poole could not. You couldn't have a better first two games of his playoff career than he's had. I mean, he looks like he's on the brink of becoming a star in the league on the biggest stage. And then you've got Steph Curry come off the bench and he's cool with it and struggles a little bit in game one. And I see you're kind of, is he cool with it? Is he not cool with it? Is that where you're going with it? Uh, But 34 off the bench last night. Right. And I mean, in 23 minutes, and sure, at some point, the Warriors are going to have to make a, a lineup change and, and get Curry back in there. I didn't think they had to do it after game one, but you know, maybe they do it after game two. Maybe they wait till the next series. At some point, though, I think this thing is setting up to be that lineup is going to become the starting lineup. I think you're probably right because it's at the – I mean, it's hard it, – like Poole's gonna get his minutes. He's got to be on the floor. The question is, do you need him on the floor the first six minutes of a game? And I, I do think there's the potential that they'll use that lineup and it won't be as effective against some other teams. And so if that's the case, the, the decision's easy. The the one thing too that stuck out with me last night was, and correct me if I'm wrong, Draymond didn't play at all during the Nuggets in the regular season. Correct. Yeah, and so I think that's something that's that can't be understated because when I think about the games this year during the regular season, Jokic was in control of those games. He was playing at his own pace. He he measured the double team. Is it coming? Is it not? He seemed to be kind of a step ahead, and Draymond's just made him go a little bit faster. Now they're a little bit quicker defensively. And it's just that little bit, you know, I, I don't know what Jokic shot last night. I think he was 12 for 25 the first game. That's fine. That's fine if he goes 12 for 25 without making any threes and without getting to the line all night. Like, that's a really good job against Jokic. So, you know, unless something changes, you know, Jokic is not only going to have to have a have better games, but then his teammates are going to have to have better. Yeah. Games. You look, I mean, Monte Morris is fine. I think Will Barton's been okay. You know, Cousins actually, before he he's lost his cool once at his teammate, once at the officials it had hurt the Warriors a little bit. I mean, at the, the time where Jokic was not on the floor, the nuggets had actually right. been more effective. I've, I've been stunned at that, but it, it really hasn't like it, it. The nuggets just don't have enough, right? They haven't, mm-hmm. they don't have enough in the series. They don't have enough really to this point in an individual game to kind of hang with the Warriors for longer than about 18 to 20 minutes, which has been the case in both of these games. It's at some point the Warriors make a run by which the Nuggets just can't, they they just can't recover from it. And and I think that's what we've seen in, in both of these games. And I think that's what makes, you know, some of that's the Nuggets, but a lot of that is, hey, the Warriors have their guys back now. I mean, everybody's back. It took Steph one game to find himself. Clay Thompson continuing his run off of the end of the regular season. We've talked a little bit about Jordan Poole. Draymond has been a monster in both of these games. And, you know, you just go up and down the line. 
little things from Porter, little things from Peyton. Uh, Bielitsa right. has helped them a little bit. Uh, I mean, he we talked about them. He's been matched up with Cousins, and Cousins has gotten the better of him on the interior a little bit, but he's beat Cousins on a couple of cuts. He beat him on a pump fake, went right by him for a layup. Like he's he's held his own in in that matchup. And then, you know, the one guy we haven't talked about, and it's probably a good thing we haven't talked about him, but he's been really good as Andrew Wiggins, make making the right play, really getting on the boards. Like the Warriors have this thing dialed right now. The the question, I guess, for you is like how how much of what we're seeing right now translates to a future series in the next round or your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too but when you finally decide to take care of you there's instacart just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings camera on while she's sneezing coughing and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same take it from us trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind instead get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through instacart in as fast as 30 minutes if anyone needs anything they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to fifteen hundred bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Future series in the next three rounds. I don't think this lineup with Wiggins and uh, Draymond and the three guards is going to be as effective, let's say, against a Memphis team. And just the reason I say that is because I feel like Memphis with with Bain and with Melton and with Jones, Anderson, Clark, uh, Williams, um, you know, Brooks, those guys can defend – on the wings much, much better than the Denver perimeter guys. And Memphis is is a little bit nastier when it comes to defending on the perimeter. And I still go back to that Boston game where Steph played, but that's the game he got hurt late in the first half. That's still in my head a little bit because they really were physical on the perimeter and the refs were letting them play. And they, they did a great job against the Warriors. Will, the, will some playoff games look like that? Um, 
because they're going to have to, because you, you cannot let the Warriors just play loose and free like they did last night. They're going to make too many shots. They're going to make too many big plays that are going to be demoralizing. And from that aspect, it's kind of, it is kind of like the, you know, those teams of the past where, I don't know, you look at the score and they were down 10 midway through the third quarter. And I'm thinking there's still, there's no chance they're going to lose this game. And they didn't because they were so explosive. I think, I think if you, you play the Warriors, you, you've got to, you almost got to get into them physically. And if, and, and you have to, I mean, you got to, and if you're going to foul a lot, well then, you know, unfortunately you're going to foul a lot, but you're still going to slow the game up doing it that way. And you're still only going to go up two points at a time. So, you know, to me, that's the next step for that lineup is what happened. And obviously Phoenix down the road with some really good wing defenders, you know, can they, can they make it tougher on the Warriors and, and make these three point shots tougher? How much money is Jordan Poole making right now? Well, you said, what's the max? Yeah. I, I mean, I think the max could be starting up, to around 27 starting and, and everybody and then, was kind of saying four for 80 to start well that was i mean we were talking about four for 80 i think you kind of laughed at me in in november december we were talking about four four and 80 and I, I think you looked at me like really like four for 80 and i because i thought even then you were probably gonna have to and at that point you could make the case oh, that's a little bit of, of an overpay but you kind of got to do it because I of what so what you believe he would become as a player, even if you don't think he's quite there yet. And I'm going back to November and December, not right. not where we are right now on April 19th. But at that point, I think you could have made the case that you're going to over. I, to me, he's shot beyond four and 80. Like I almost feel like he's in the four and a hundred range or maybe even a little bit more than that. Yeah. I, I, he, he certainly has justified it. So like whatever that number is kind of is what it's going to be. The one thing though is, you pay Jordan Poole 25, that kicks in after next year. Right. So he still makes four next year. Correct. And I, but I, I think the one thing that I'm not sure is has hit, like there's no way, maybe I should say no, you know, there's no way that they're going to pay Poole 25 million a year and then re sign Andrew Wiggins at 20 plus. Maybe that he went two be, chips. Maybe he went uh, two chips and let him walk. I I think if you to me, if you sign Jordan Poole to extension, you ha- you have to let Wiggins walk. You can't take you can't trade Wiggins for another guy at thirty three million who's got two more years left. Like, I mean, I guess I should never say never, but it feels like Lakeup wants to come out of that. Excuse me, a little bit. We'll see, and, and and I think they do have it lined up in a way where Poole's going to make a little under four next year. Wiggins is going to make his thirty plus next year, and then in essence, you know, Wiggins could come. You could almost flip it, right? Pool Pool takes that slot, right. and then Wiggins goes away. But they do have the ability to keep them both for next year, and I think Jonathan Kaminga plays a role in that as well like does there come a point where Jonathan Kaminga is able to take Wiggins spot in the starting lineup now I don't think that's next year by any stretch but could that be 2023 2024 I think that's what you would hope right is that you've got one more year with them together and then 
you can, you know, Poole starts making money. Maybe Wiggins goes away, but Kaminga slots in, and then you spend lesser amounts, maybe on some bench players to solidify uh, the backup to Kaminga. Maybe that's where you wind up getting a Markeith Morris or somebody on a downturn, making right. ten million a year to be a backup and play closing minutes because potentially Kaminga is not totally ready for that yet in a playoff series. Yeah, I, to me, the guy who's been really important is Wiggins and you know when we were talking yes. about that, when we were talking about that lineup first of Curry, Poole, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond my first thought was well that's four scorers and ain't no way you're going to get four guys that score 20 plus a game but Wiggins for all people's griping about Wiggins when they want him to be aggressive no, you don't when they're healthy. Right. No, you don't. Go stand in the corner. Yeah. And and you know what? And like, what was he? He was six for 11, game one. He was five for nine, game two. Rebounding, like, defending. That not That's perfect. It's perfect because they can't have him shot hunting or taking 16 shots a game because it's going to come from those other guys. And he's a good enough He's become a good enough all-around player that he's kind of more – he's less one-dimensional than Curry, Clay, and Poole because they kind of need to score, um, you know, to put an imprint on a game. Definitely. Whereas Wiggins, hey, you know, get your six for 11, defend like you, you've been defending, and, if you know, if he keeps rebounding like this, he almost is the perfect player. He's almost like a – Poor man's Iguodala, but better, if yeah, you know he, what I mean. Well, he's younger. He's yeah. more durable. He's, I mean, it, look, Wiggins is still a top flight wing athlete in the mm -hmm. NBA. Like, and that's the part. I'm glad you brought Wiggins up because you were going exactly where I was going as you as you look at this team right now and then you start to get into that conversation about, all right, who's going, if Poole's going to get paid. And I think you're a fool to think Poole's not going to get paid at this point. I don't think anybody thinks that now. Like, you're going to pay Jordan Poole big time cash, but they, they kind of, they need Wiggins. Like the, the point I was getting at is they need Wiggins. They need his body type. They need his athleticism. They need him doing exactly what he's done in these first couple of games of the, uh, of the series. You can tell he's played forcefully for him, right? He's played on the boards and, 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 you know, stand in the corner, hit a three. If the ball comes to you, Put a, put a drive on somebody fake and, and go by somebody, try and attack a little bit. Just do the little things, but don't get in the way of the fact that Clay needs his shots and Curry's got to take his and Poole's cooking right now. But it's interesting because I almost feel like as much as we cast Wiggins off as, well, he's the one to go, and that may be right, you still need somebody to play that role, just like the Warriors of the past right. needed Harrison Barnes to – play that role or later Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant was an extreme case, right. but you needed that. You needed that body type at that position to make the whole thing work. And, you know, there's another level to this and it's, and it's going to happen at some point is the, the three guards won't shoot as well as they've been shooting it. And, you know, let's say Curry's working on a seven for 18 and, and pools on an eight for 19 and, and Clay's on a five for 15. 
if that's the night where Wiggins goes three for eight, if anybody criticizes him on that type of game, yeah, you can't I'm going to go through the roof. You know what I mean? Because he, he cannot take it for granted how he's okay with taking 11 shots when everything's going well. You cannot ask him, oh, hey, you know, today, 17 shots, we're going to need you to knock down 11. That's not who he is. It's right. just not. And the idea that he can get you points, you don't have to call any plays for him. He's low maintenance. He He's he's really fitting in well with this team. Um, I also think his personality is kind of perfect for this team. Everything's going on around him, pool, curry, and he's just – just keeps playing the same way. And especially with Draymond, too, who's emotional. You know, he's been – he's really helped him. There's no doubt. He, he has. Final couple of minutes here. Let's just quickly go around the league. There's two – I think at this point, I think there's two series among the other series. Boston, Brooklyn, Memphis, Minnesota. Those are the two series right now where I feel like there's action. The rest of them, you know, we'll kind of see if there's action. But Memphis, Minnesota specifically, what what's going on there? Because, you know, for all the head, Memphis was talking about what they were going to be and what they were going to do. You know, Minnesota ran in there, and, and look, we're both high in the Timberwolves, I think higher than most. But, I mean, they went in there and, and just took it to them a little bit. You think that was a game one malaise that they'll overcome and take control? Or do you think Memphis, for all the talk about the concern about the Warriors playing them, might, might have a few problems they need to iron out or they're a little more vulnerable I still think at this point like I'm I'll give Memphis that game you know what I mean I'll I'll it's not their fault that that a lot of people have said well this team's arrived and and they've they've kind of said it though they've kind of said it themselves true true so I'll give them I'll give them that one game where you know Minnesota had played two games no Minnesota played a game feeling good about themselves in a real uh, emotional game. Exactly. And I, I think that carried over. And so I, I, I'm not going to pick Minnesota to win the series because even in that first game, I thought there were some good things from Memphis, but um, I I think Memphis is still going to win the series, but I do think they just got a little bit of a, Hey guys, playoffs are a little bit different. And And Minnesota is just, they were all wound up, and Beverly's got them playing hard, and they got just enough athletes and talent that you you can't you can't sleepwalk on Minnesota. The other thing is Minnesota will foul the hell out of you. Yeah. They just don't they they just won't make it. They don't they're they're tougher than they've ever been, and it might not like I don't even think they're that much better defensively. They just we're not giving up anything easy. Yeah. We're going to foul if we have to foul. We're going to like Morant went to line 18 times, but you know what? Maybe that's what you got to do. Took him out of their rhythm. Right. I, I think as well, like he can get exactly. to the line, but if it takes you out of the rim and the other thing too, cause we've talked about, and we'll end it on this note. We've talked about that side of the bracket and, and you know, the Warriors can handle Denver, but can they win four series? If the Warriors are ending their series against the Nuggets in four or five, and this Memphis Minnesota series is already now immediately on a track where eh, maybe it goes six, right? Maybe it goes seven. Well, that 
gives the Warriors an advantage that I think they would need against a younger Memphis team, and that's to be more rested going into it, to maybe have Memphis right. play two extra games while the Warriors are sitting back just kind of looking at how they're going to handle things. There's a an added benefit to the Warriors getting the series done as, as quickly as possible, maybe more than there's ever been in years past. And then you look ahead, and I'm thinking they're going to need that because – you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I, you know, Phoenix, I think, is going to make sure work of the Pelicans. And yeah, they got a buy, and they may get Utah. They and may that could be Utah. a buy. And I think Utah's kind of fraudulent. I just like I wouldn't have given them a shot against Dallas if Luca was healthy. They got a big break because Luca's not healthy. I don't. I don't think they're together. Utah. No. I think they're still they going to lose that series. I think. I, I. But then again. You know, then you start thinking about Dallas with Luca. I, I think we're. Ha- I think Phoenix has got to get to the Western Conference Finals, basically. And I think the Warriors. Right now, I give the them the edge to get there. Uh, assuming the Memphis series goes six games or so, so that and that's. But oh, Boston's going to beat Brooklyn. Yeah, I think especially yeah, after Game One, you know, like. Now, now the Brooklyn's got to beat them five times. Right, they got them beaten game one. Missed their chance. Five of the next six, or five of seven. Now, that's all the way I always look at it. When a when an underdog loses a game that they have in hand, yeah, it's a well, killer, big time killer. We'll talk more about Brooklyn and Boston. You got a show to get ready for. Uh, he's Matt Steinmetz. I'm John Dickinson. Make sure you're listening at noon to Steiny and Guru. That's coming up in about an hour. We'll drop this podcast if you haven't been watching here pretty soon. And uh, we're going to do another one of these, I think, after game three, as I'll be headed to Denver, and uh, Steiny will hook up on Friday. So good stuff, my man. We'll talk then. All right, man. Take care, buddy. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.